Hello, hello, y'all. Hey, it's me, Robin. And before we get into today's episode, I'm here to let you know that the club is open right now for new members. I'm going to take a couple minutes to fill you in on all that the club is offering right now. So if you know for sure you're not interested in joining the club, you're just going to want to hit the forward button a few times until you hear that baffling behavior show jingle. Okay, so the club is a virtual community for families of kids with vulnerable nervous systems and big baffling behaviors. Many families in the club are parenting kids with a history of complex trauma, but definitely not all. Some are parenting kids with vulnerabilities that emerge from their neurotype or their sensory system or their giftedness or their neuroimmune disorder. And of course, some have no idea why their child's nervous system is so vulnerable. The primary purpose of the club and why I've created it the way that I have is connection and co-regulation. Because when I reflect back on my time as a therapist, it wasn't the skills and strategies and tools and techniques I taught parents that mattered the most. What mattered most was how connection and co-regulation strengthened their owl brain so that they could stay more regulated in the face of the chaos in their home. Then they could, number one, actually use the tools, and number two, start to feel a little bit better even before the tools started to work. The club can be accessed online both through your browser on your computer and through an app. And it's open, of course, 24-7. There's a very active forum, a huge video library, and multiple live events every month. Sometimes I teach a masterclass on a specific topic. Sometimes we come together for group coaching or just to ask questions and pick, pick my brain. We have two sessions every month called Connect and Co-Regulates, and those are designed to offer exactly that. There's no teaching, no coaching, just a place for you to be seen and heard by people who get it. Currently, we are also offering once a month bonus sessions for siblings of dysregulated kids. The club is intended to be kind of like a buffet. There is a ton in it, not because you're supposed to do everything in the club. You take what you need when you need it and come back when you're ready for more. If you could use a little extra support, consider joining us. You can read all about all the details over at robingobel.com slash the club. I'll put a link in the show notes And we're open today until the end of the day, Friday, May 3rd. All right, y'all, here's that episode you're waiting for. It's the morning of Mother's Day, 2021. And I woke up early and decided spontaneously and impulsively, I guess, to record and post a quick episode for you. I kind of am hoping I don't make too many mistakes because I really don't want to spend much time editing this morning. So here we are. It's dark. The roosters will probably start crowing soon. And it's Mother's Day. Yesterday in the club, which is my virtual community for parents of kids impacted by trauma, I wrote a bit about coping ahead for Mother's Day. 
And reading the discussion that followed made me realize that, of course, there's so many more families out there, like way beyond the club, who could probably use a supportive thought this morning. So when I woke up at four and couldn't get back to sleep, I decided I'd just go get in front of the mic and see if I could post a podcast, maybe even before y'all were awake. Um, At least those of you here in the US, I know that if you're in Australia or Africa or even Europe, that Mother's Day is well underway by now and even moving towards bedtime, which might be a huge relief. I honestly can say I really don't know one person in my real life who loves Mother's Day. In a way, it's like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? At a minimum, it's a day full of unmet expectations for so many people. And you know what? Maybe this doesn't apply to you. And that's awesome. Like maybe Mother's Day is a day that you figured out how to make into the day that exactly works for you and your family. And that's amazing. I'm, we need people who enjoy these things that are hard for other people, because if something was hard for everyone, there'd be nobody to hold the pain. So if you hit play on this episode and you're like, wait a minute, Mother's Day actually really isn't that hard for me. That awesome. If you want to keep listening and have a moment of connection for all of the families out there where Mother's Day is really hard and painful, that would be fantastic. And if you want to say like, oh, this episode's not for me, that's fantastic too. Like all of us are in our own place. It's a unique place. It's all ours and no place is, is better or worse than anybody else's. So there's definitely nothing to feel guilty about. You know, if this is a day you're like, Oh, Whoa, this is a great day for me. Or historically, this is a great day for me. I have so much gratitude for that. Like I said, I think we all need people in the world who are good, right? Like who are doing okay. So like I said, there's no guilt. You can keep listening or maybe you've decided at this point, like, ah, this episode's not really for me. But to go back to the idea that again, like at the very least, Mother's Day tends to be a day that is full of unmet expectations. So my very best suggestion to everyone out there who has a hope and a dream about how Mother's Day will unfold and your hopes and dreams are valid and righteous and you deserve to have them, right? But if you do have them, and this might be a little bit too late for those of you who, you know, by the time this episode releases, it's later in the day, or maybe you're just listening to it later in the day, or maybe it's just plain old too late to, you know, take heed to this advice. You can do it next year. 
my very best advice to you is to know what your expectations are for Mother's Day, own those expectations and state them out loud. Like be very clear about what those expectations are. Unfortunately, nobody can read our minds, which I will be 100% honest with you that sometimes I really grieve. I wish somebody out there could read my mind and just get me what I needed all the time without me even having to ask for it. But that person doesn't exist. And when I can identify a clear expectation for Mother's Day, it is my responsibility to myself and to my family to own what that expectation is and state it out loud. I mean, expectations honestly really are like a fast path to disappointment, which isn't necessarily bad. It kind of just depends on how well you handle disappointment. If you have expectations, state them out loud and still also realize that that doesn't mean those expectations are going to be met and disappointment might follow. And again, that isn't inherently bad. Just think about like, how well do I manage and navigate the feeling of disappointment? And for so many of you listening, unmet unmet expectations about Mother's Day is really just the least of it right? Do you know anyone out there who doesn't have a complicated relationship with mothering or being mothered? I mean, I don't, I'm a therapist. So that changes a tiny bit, the pool of people that I know, but still maybe you were mothered by a mother who's now gone or you have a strained relationship or none at all. Maybe you long for your mother Maybe your mother had their own ghosts from the past to wrestle with, and this impacted their ability to mother. And then we add in the truth that most of you listening to this podcast are parenting kids impacted by trauma. And I've come to realize that there's a pretty large percentage of parents who are parenting kids impacted by trauma who were once also children experiencing trauma. Y'all, parenting a kid who's experienced trauma is hard. It's hard on like regular non-holidays that celebrate mothers hard. It's hard. Special needs parenting is hard. Mothering a child who has another mother is hard. Mothering a child who has lost a mother is hard. Mothering a child who has been hurt by a mother is hard. Maybe for you, it's true that the best thing in your life, becoming a mother, came out of the worst thing in their life, losing forever a mother. How does this get reconciled, especially on a day when we're focused on mothers? There's crafts and cards and hopes and dreams, and maybe your child has brought home a Mother's Day card, but it's not for you. Your child falls asleep crying because they miss their mother and they're not talking about you. Or when your child says, I hate you, or you're not my mom, or you stole me. When you watch your child working so hard to just keep it together because they they actually do want you to have a perfect day, but they just can't because their own grief and sadness is just way too much. It's way too much for anybody to manage, let alone a child. Or maybe you're tired, exhausted, hurt from mothering day after day after day after day. 
you're you're so tired that you're not even sure you want to mother anymore, or at the very least, you do not want to mother like this. And there's not much you can do about it, but get up tomorrow and just keep going. Y'all, this is a day that we wrap up in flowers and desserts and brunches and who even knows what else. And it's okay to be real. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to say no thanks. The best thing you can do for yourself on Mother's Day is to give yourself a lot of compassion. This is hard. This isn't what you wanted. This is hard. Hard hardly even describes this journey for some of you. You feel a lot of feelings you wish you weren't, and then maybe you even shame yourself for those feelings. I want you to know that all of your feelings make sense. All of your feelings are welcome, and all of your feelings deserve compassion, every single one. This is hard. Kristen Neff talks about mindfulness as one important component of self-compassion, meaning we can hold our pain in mindful awareness. We don't minimize it or exaggerate it. We don't drown in self-pity. Self-compassion ultimately leads to integration and healing. Pity leads to more pain. One way to hold our pain with compassion instead of pity is to hold it in connection with somebody else's pain, which not to compare it or decide whose pain is bigger or more just, right? It's never a contest. There are definitely no winners. Everyone's pain is their own. Everyone's pain just is. But if you can hold your pain, if you can hold all of the grief and the losses that are represented by Mother's Day next to your child's grief and pain, of all the losses that Mother's Day represents for them, there's often a breath that then leads to compassion for yourself and maybe for your child too. But I'm really most curious in this moment about cultivating an experience that can lead to compassion for yourself. Many of you listening are parenting a child who has lost a mother To lose a mother to abandonment or or relinquishment, abuse, or poverty is a devastating loss. To lose a mother as a child is a devastating loss. To lose a mother at any age is a devastating loss. Mother's Day is a day of deep loss and pain for anyone who's lost a mother. And then culturally, we set it up in a way that can feel like a cruel joke by turning it into a celebration. To lose a mother, to have a day that's designed to celebrate mothers, and then to have a mother who hopes, rightfully so, hopes to be celebrated. This is a lot. And it may just be too much for your child. It is not fair. And I'm sorry. I am so deeply sorry. Your pain in mothering and being mothered is just and righteous, and I see you. I'm thinking of you. I'm holding you in my heart and mind today, all day. May you find a moment to connect with your own heart with compassion, to stay out of judgment towards yourself, to shift from pity to compassion because you deserve the loving kindness that comes with compassion. And if that feels too hard for you today, that's okay too. I'll hold that compassion for you. I'll hold it 
as long as you need me to. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally, someone gets me and my kids. But also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events, including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, you can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash being with, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you could get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you could just head to my website download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now and I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.